Amen, indeed. Thank you, Damien, for a wonderful song. Well, indeed, I want to say welcome to each one of you here today as well. I'm glad that you are joining us online, and we are glad that you are able to worship with us. Well, even though you may not be here in a physical building, we are the body of Christ, and we can worship together. And so if you have your Bibles, would you turn to Luke chapter 1, starting from verse 26. Luke chapter 1, starting from verse 26. And the word of the Lord says this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month, for the word of the Lord will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Then the, Lord, then the angel left her. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, indeed, we thank you for this time that we can share in your word together. God, we pray that you would open up our hearts and our minds to truly hear from you. We pray, Father, that you would speak to us, that your Holy Spirit would have its way, and that indeed, God, you would help us to be obedient to respond. And so, Lord, speak to us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. In this account here, we read about Mary's encounter with the angel Gabriel. We see how Gabriel came to give Mary this news, and indeed, it was good news that he brought to her. The angel tells Mary that she is going to be with child, that she is going to expect this child and have the privilege of carrying this child. But the problem was that Mary was a virgin. He tells her that it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that this was going to happen. So on the one hand, this was a wonderful, precious privilege that she was given. But on the other hand, this was something that was strange, that was disturbing to her, that she was confused about, that she wasn't sure what was going to happen. It, it was an honor, but how was she going to explain this to her parents? How was she going to tell her friends? And even more so, how would she explain this to Joseph? It, it was this moment of realization that this is an honor, but it's going to come with a lot of challenges as well. 
In another chapter, we read about how this whole situation caused Joseph to contemplate leaving Mary, and and the scripture says to divorce her quietly because of the situation that had happened. The situation wasn't going as planned as they hoped and as they thought it was going to play out. Many of us, including myself, have had our hopes, our plans, our dreams change significantly this year for a variety of reasons. And this year is much different than many other years that we have faced and experiences. It has come with many challenges and modification, many different changes and things that we didn't expect to happen. And with all the changes that have happened and are happening, it's important to take time to remind ourselves of some things that won't change, some things that will never change. And so this Christmas, may you be reminded that something good can come out of your situation. May you be reminded that something good can still come out of your situation. No matter how bad it may seem, no matter how drear it may be, something can come out of it. Mary found herself in this situation that we could probably say was bittersweet. In in a situation that on the one hand was good, but on the other hand came with many challenges. And in the time being, all she probably could seem to focus on was those bad things that were going to happen. How was she gonna explain this pregnancy to everyone around her? How was she going to explain this to Joseph? In the midst of all the stares from people, the side comments, the gossiping, the head shaking, all of the things that she would have to endure, I'm sure for Mary that it was very difficult to see the good in the situation at that moment. It was hard for her to look at her current situation and to say to herself, something good is gonna come out of this. And it's the same for us. Sometimes in the midst of what we're going through, it's hard for us to see the silver lining. It's hard for us to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But just know that something good can come out of your situation. Something good can happen. Mary was from a small town, a small village rather, in Nazareth, a place that not many people thought of and definitely not a place that anyone thought something significant was going to happen in. A place so insignificant that when Philip told Nathaniel that the Messiah that they've been waiting for was from Nazareth, he was shocked and he actually said this, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Yet it was in this small village that most people forgot about that the angel came and visited Mary and told her that the Lord had chosen her for this specific task. You may be wondering, after all that's happened, after all the things that you've experienced in your life, and maybe even specifically this year, the challenges, the changes, the disappointments that you face, can anything actually good come out of my situation? Can anything that I've gone through actually produce something good in it? The answer is yes. 
The answer is that something good can come out of your situation. And this Christmas, may something good come out of it. May something good come out of the family crisis that you've experienced. May something good come out of the final financial burden that you have faced. May something good come out of the sickness that you're experiencing, the time of employment that you faced. May something good come out of the situation that your teenagers have found them in. The problem that you may be having in your marriage, may something good come out of a bad situation that you may have found yourself in. Even though what you're going through may be difficult, we know that the Lord is able to turn our situation around. May something truly good come out of it this Christmas. Have you ever wondered why Mary? Have you ever asked yourself, what was so special or unique or, or what did she have to cause God to choose her for this task? Why Mary? What was so special about her? The answer is that nothing really was special about her. There was nothing special or unique or significantly different about Mary. The reason that God chose Mary was because the Bible tells us he found favor with her. He found favor with her. Now, it's important for us to understand that there is a difference between someone being our favorite and someone being favored. There's a difference with it. When, when you're being someone's favorite, it means that you are liked or loved more than all the others may be, that you may be given special privileges or opportunities that other people wouldn't be given. If you are favored, if, sorry, if you are a favorite. Now, if you are favored, it means that you are specifically chosen for a task or an assignment because there is a potential in you, because you are the one who is able to help accomplish that. You see, God in choosing Mary didn't see her as a favorite and like her more than he liked anyone else of that day or even today, because in God's eyes, we're all equal. God doesn't have any favorites. We are all his favorite. But God specifically chose Mary and he found favor with her because he saw that she was living a pure and honest life. He saw that she was able to accomplish the task that he needed accomplished, that she was the one who was going to be the vessel to carry baby Jesus. Mary was not unique or extremely special, but God saw that she had what he needed, that he, she was dedicated to him, this Christmas, may you also be reminded that God can find favor with you. That God can find favor with you. You may think, there's nothing special about me. There's nothing unique about me. I don't have any extreme talents or, you know, I haven't accomplished anything major in my life. But know that God does not only look for those things, but he looks for our obedience. He looks for our willingness. He looks deeper than others may look. He looks at the condition of our heart and sees, are we willing and able to trust him and to be obedient to what he calls us to do? 
you are able to find favor with God, and God is able to find favor with you. Mary was a young, poor female, characteristics that people of her day would probably look upon and say she's unusable by God. God's not going to use her for anything big or important or a major task. But God chose Mary for one of the most important acts of obedience that anyone has ever been chosen for. You may feel that your ability, your experience, your education makes you an unlikely candidate for God's service. But don't limit him because he is able to use you. Don't limit what God is able to do in and through you when we trust him and when we are obedient to what he asks us to do. His blessing on Mary, the honor of being the mother of the Messiah, would lead to much pain. Her peers would ridicule her. Her fiancé would come close to leaving her. Her son would be rejected and murdered. But through her son, we have hope. Through her son, Jesus, through the birth of that baby, we have hope. She submitted to God's plan, and through her efforts, she played a role in helping bring about salvation. Are you living in such a way that God can find favor with you? Are you living a life that is worthy of God looking upon and saying, I'm going to use him, I'm going to use her to accomplish my task? Maybe this year we need to make sure that we are living in such a way that God can find favor with us. And maybe that may mean to start living right and stop intentionally sinning. Maybe this year that means stop using inappropriate language or decide to finally quit smoking or drinking. Maybe with you wanting to find favor with God, that can mean apologizing to those who have hurt you and to forgive those that uh, you've encountered and hurt. Be honest. Be generous. Make God your top priority. Whatever that may mean for you, may we strive to live lives that are holy. May we strive to live lives that cause God to find favor with us. So Mary found favor with God and became the mother of baby Jesus. And this is what Christmas is all about, right? Celebrating Jesus' birth, his incarnation, his arrival here on earth. And so this Christmas, may you be reminded that Christmas is still all about Jesus. May you be reminded that Christmas is still all about him. Our celebration should be to hail the arrival, the God of creation, the one who is robed in splendor and majesty. The world can easily make Christmas about things that it's not. We, we know that it has been so commercialized that now when people think of Christmas, some of the first things they think of is Santa Claus and reindeers and elves and presents and shopping and dinners and all of those things which in itself can be good. But when that is the only thing that we associate Christmas with, then we do have a problem. 
Because Christmas is not just about the celebration of eating and celebrating, but we need to remind ourselves what it is that we are celebrating, why it is that we are celebrating. Christmas isn't about Santa. It isn't about reindeer. It isn't about elves. But it truly is about a God who loved us enough that he would come down to earth in the form of a baby, the one who would come to help clean up our mess, the one that would come to heal us, to forgive us, to give us direction, and ultimately to give us salvation. At this time of year, it seems like Jesus may always be competing with Santa. It it may seem like on the one hand we, we remember Jesus, but we still make it about Santa. And and the truth is that Santa isn't any competition for Jesus. Someone wrote this this poem, I guess you could call it. It says, Jesus versus Santa. Santa lives in the North Pole. Jesus lives everywhere. Santa rides on a sleigh. Jesus rides on the wind and walks on the water. Santa comes once a year. Jesus is an ever-present help. Santa fills your stockings with goodies. Jesus supplies all your needs. Santa comes down your chimney uninvited. Jesus stands at your door and knocks and then enters your heart when invited. You have to wait in line to see Santa. Jesus is as close as the mention of his name. Santa lets you sit on his lap. Jesus lets you rest in his arms. Santa doesn't know your name, but asks you what your name is. Jesus knew your name before you were born. And not only does he know your name, but he knows our history, our future, and even knows how many hairs are on our head. Santa has a belly that is like a bowl full of jelly. Jesus has a heart full of love. Santa says, you better not cry. Jesus says, cast all your cares on me for I care for you. Santa's little helpers make toys. Jesus makes new life, mends wounded hearts, repairs broken homes, and gives hope. Santa may make you chuckle, but Jesus gives you joy that is your strength. While Santa puts gifts under your tree, Jesus became our gift and died on a tree, the cross. Jesus is still the reason for this season, because we cannot have Christmas without Christ. May you be reminded that Christmas is still all about Jesus. After the angel told Mary that she will give birth to a son, she's puzzled. And from her reaction, we see that she was confused. She asked, how can this happen? I am a virgin. She was confused because she didn't understand what the angel was telling her. She didn't understand how this was possible, that this could happen. This Christmas, may you be reminded that we may not always understand how God works, but we can trust his word. We can trust his word. You see, what the angel told her didn't make any sense to her. What the angel told to Mary, she she didn't understand and she was confused. And in her mind, this can't happen. It just doesn't make any sense. But yet it did happen. I remember the first time I watched a 3D movie. 
in the, the movie theater there. Uh, the experience was completely different than watching a regular movie, and if you've never seen one, uh, what happens is before you start the movie, they give you these 3D glasses, these special glasses that you're to put on and to wear throughout the whole um, movie there. And so I put the glasses on, and as you're watching the movie, it's unreal. It's like things are popping out or jumping at, out, at you, and, and you can almost feel like you're part of the movie, that you're right in there, uh, so it gives it a very good experience. Well, because I'm not used to wearing glasses for long periods of time, during the movie I took off the glasses to just give my eyes a little bit of a rest and try to watch uh, the movie. And as I was watching the movie without the 3D glasses, it just looked like a big blur. I don't know if you've ever tried to do that, but it just looks blurry and the colors are all mixed up and you can't really make out what's going on. It just looks like chaos and confusion. Well, I quickly realized that you can't watch a 3D movie without 3D glasses, that you have to have the special glasses on in order to see what's happening to make sense of the movie. Because otherwise, if you don't wear the glasses, it doesn't make sense and you can't really see what's going on. You see, by us trying to use our own wisdom, our own logic, our own understanding, it's like me trying to watch a 3D movie without 3D glasses on. We cannot use what we know and what we understand to understand the ways of God, to understand why God chooses certain things, why God does things the way that he does. We cannot understand because it just won't make sense to us, and it'll just seem like a mess and like chaos. I've realized that God doesn't play by the same rules that we do. He doesn't follow our logic, our reason, our time, and even our plan. He doesn't always do that. And he often does things that in our mind don't make sense and we don't understand. Yet, he still desires for us to trust him. He desires for us to trust him and to trust his word, to trust that what he says he will do, to trust him enough that even when it doesn't make sense, to hold on to his promises regardless of what we're going through. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 tell us, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Our understanding will often fail us, and it will often lead us to not be able to make sense of what God is trying to do in our lives, but we need to trust God even when we don't understand. May you trust God even when you don't understand. Trust God when you don't understand why you've lost your job and you can't find a new one. Trust God when your healing hasn't come yet. Trust God when you haven't found a spouse as yet. Trust God when you still haven't gotten pregnant. Trust God when your family still doesn't understand the decision that you've made. Trust God when your plans were forced to change even with what's happening around us, even when it doesn't make sense, we can choose to trust God and to trust his word. So God demonstrated his amazing ability and power 
to us by causing Mary, a virgin, to conceive. He performed a miracle so different and so unique that it's the only one of its kind. This Christmas, may you be reminded that God is still able. May you be reminded that God is still able. God wasn't only and isn't only for the Bible times or what happened back then, but God is here and now and he is still more than able. And maybe today you've come to the end and you've maybe thought that you've lost all hope and you're thinking it's just too late. It's been too long, or I'm too old, or I'm too young, and it'll never happen. But just remember that the God that we serve is still able. God is still able to heal your disease. God is still able to provide for your daily needs. God is still able to open the right door for job opportunity. God is still able to bring you the right spouse. God is still able to open your barren wound. God is still able to bring your son or daughter or grandchild back to himself. God is still able to help your plans to succeed. You see, God is able and he's able to do more than we could ever imagine or dream. He is still able. The God who caused Mary's womb to open and conceive by the power of the Holy Spirit is able to do for you and for me what we desire. We need to trust him and remember that he is still able. Even though so much has changed this year and we wonder, will life ever return to normal? to normal as we know it, or what we have considered to be normal, we can give thanks that there are some truths that will never change. This Christmas, may you be reminded that God, that something good can come out of your situation, that God can find favor with you, that Christmas is still all about Jesus, that we may not always understand how God works, but we can trust his word and that God is still able. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, indeed we thank you for who you are. We thank you, God, for the reminder in your word that you are more than able. We thank you, Lord, for the different things that we can learn from this account of reading Mary's story. And Lord, we are amazed by who you are, that the King of glory would come to us. And so God, we thank you. We thank you for what you have done. We thank you for your decision to come to earth to offer us hope that only you could bring. And we pray that as we are in this Christmas season and as uh, different uh, people are getting ready for Christmas, that you would help us to make you our priority, that we would be reminded, God, that it is about you, that we celebrate because of you. And so, God, we thank you for who you are. We pray that you would bless each one, each family, each individual, especially during this Christmas season. And we pray that you would remind us that you are still in control. And so we thank you that you truly are Emmanuel, God with us. In the powerful name of your son Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.